Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome OT entrepreneurs to the OTs Get Paid podcast, season one, episode four. Seasons, you say? Yep. It's a new addition. I want to be intentional with my strategic planning and honor the ebbs and the flows of my year. And being focused and choosing a topic for a season and providing quality content before planned break really seemed like the right way for me to ensure the workflow and the value for you, our audience. Is it the right or the wrong decision? Who's to say? But as OT entrepreneurs, that's what we do. We make decisions and we go forth. So this season, we are focusing on revenue generation and pricing. We're following the name of the podcast pretty much to the letter. Speaking of, I have to say, we've had a lot of good podcast feedback already. At the time of this recording, it's the end of January and the podcast hasn't even officially launched yet. But this topic has obviously resonated with you. The Facebook group is hopping. If you haven't already joined us there, please see the show notes below for a link to the group or head to Facebook and search OTs Get Paid. But let me tell you, there's a few industrious and enthusiastic followers in our group who have already found the podcast before the launch. I got texts yesterday and today saying they'd listened and they'd reviewed it and they'd already found support within. And I have to say, they weren't even my family members. My mind is blown. Today will be no different. The previous episode three, we addressed the important concept of the Ascension model, meaning what other suite of services can you offer your client to help them? Don't forget, the top of the Ascension model is one-to-one access to you. So whether that's therapy, coaching, assisting your customers with your product, please remember you are the top of that pyramid. You are the highest price and the highest value offer in your group of offerings. We go into more detail, so if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to episode three and then return to hear these next steps today. 
And if this topic resonates with you and is important to you, keep listening over the next few weeks when we discuss more ideas that you can add to your Ascension model. So I wanted to bring someone in today who, like many of you, have a more traditional service-based OT business. This guest is a silopreneur who runs all the elements of her show, including treatment. This guest took this, she's, she's, she's rolling her eyes, she's sighing a bit. This guest took this topic to heart and took a massive step in changing the traditional time for money paradigm and created packages for her clients and her business with great success. She sweated it out alone and nights in an office by herself planning this. So we want to bring you her expertise so that you don't feel alone anymore. So without further ado, ladies, and maybe Marika's husband and dad, and the three <laughs> other dudes that listen to this podcast, <laughs> I bring you Marika Austin. Hi, Marika. Hi, Trish. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm so glad you're here. So we were talking about a week or two ago. Full disclosure, you're one of my current coaching clients. And you told me about this effort and the challenge and the work and the results that you achieved by moving from time attached to money, that hourly sessions attached to money into packages. And you didn't know that I already had this podcast topic planned. And so I jumped at the chance to invite you because <laughs> People don't need to keep hearing this from me. People need to keep hearing from others who have done so. And so that's why you are here today to bring that expertise. So thank you so much. You were really good sport about it. I was just like, hey. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the way of the OT to be like, oh yeah, we can make this work. Thank you. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> so we start every podcast asking the question, hey, Marika, how do you get paid? Meaning, tell us about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I am the owner and occupational therapist at Barefoot OT, which provides outdoor occupational therapy services to kids in the Bay Area of California. And we provide one-on-one -on -one services and social groups and also therapeutic summer camps. So I get paid by being an OT in my business. Absolutely. I just have to stop for a second and I want to highlight, you'll see it in the show notes, but as you're listening, I want to highlight that Barefoot is spelled B- E-A-R. I know. And you know, that is so such a funny thing. I love the business name and I love my branding, but I thought I was being so clever and oh, autocorrect. Autocorrect has kicked my ass though, <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly. And so, you know, people out there who are thinking about like really, you know, clever, punny business names, just get ready for autocorrect to serve you some truth on a platter. So I was so glad I asked because honestly, <laughs> every time I see that name and how it's spelled, I'm being dead serious. I just smile. Yeah. I'm like it's just I so perfect. Autocorrect aside. <laughs> I wanted to highlight it because I love it. Great. So you are, as I said in the intro and you said you, you know, provide pretty traditional-ish OT services granted in a somewhat non-traditional setting. You see clients, pediatric kids, one-on-one, -on -one, and you decided to do that when and why. We could talk about that fist on the table moment. There was a time where you said, there's got to be a better way. And what was that for you to start Barefoot OT? 
Yeah, I think it was a slow burn too. I mean, there was kind of a final fist on the table moment, but I think the slow burn happened over the course of a couple of years where just more and more I was working in very traditional clinic and school-based settings. And I kept having this thought and it was pretty cyclical, maybe every six months where it would say to me in this little whisper, it'd say, wouldn't this be better outside? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't this be better if you were outdoors with kids? And then I would sort of say, oh, sh- I'm not ready yet. Uh, come back later. And then it would come back again and ask and say, are you ready yet? Because this would be really cool outside. And then finally, it just became so apparent that it was a passion of mine and the direction that I needed to go in. And there were a couple other factors, like I was feeling really burnt out in the clinic and one of the clinics that I was working at had just changed productivity standards to be at a place where I felt like I couldn't provide the best therapy that I knew that I could just because of time constraints and energy constraints. So I think it was a combination of factors, but yeah, I just felt like, you know, children and nature, those are a really natural, wonderful connection. And there's a lot of benefit to being outside for kids. And so I just felt like, yeah, that could be the place to do it better. So it was both a business reason and a clinical reason, really, for you. You wanted to push the envelope, get kids outside based on, you know, evidence and clinical reasoning. And additionally, there were productivity standards. You were flirting with some burnout that made you want to make those changes. So in a sentence, did it work? It did work. Right. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that it worked and I'm Good. having a great time out there. Good. So it's interesting because I'm glad you brought up productivity because that's something that I hear all the time from people that DM me or get on the phone for a discovery call or just, you know, want to tell me their two cents. And I hear about that a ton. I also hear from managers in the more, you know, traditional inpatient hospital-based healthcare settings about those productivity rates and how they hate implementing them, but they also need to be profitable. And everybody understands, and yet the rates for productivity at what's being reimbursed through insurance or contracts, it's that tension that exists in our profession. And so one of the reasons that this podcast in particular is focused on OT entrepreneurs is because it's one of the ways that we can break out of that tension. And so you, in a way, trade one problem for another. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So without even me explaining that, you jump into what what you think I'm getting at here. Sure. So I think that, I mean, my previous life as an OT again, I was working three part-time jobs. I think this is like very common for Pete's therapist. You know, I was side hustling everywhere. And that again was part of the reason why I decided to start Barefoot. And then you go from having kind of other people's problems and like, (laughs) you know, saying to the clinic owner as well, you know, this is, I'm responsible for treatment, but you're responsible for all of the other stuff to then assuming all of the other stuff, including treatment for your own business. And so, yeah, I think that that's an accurate reflection. You know, you're trading (laughs) one set of, you know, problems, obstacles, challenges for some others and yes, sort of pick your poison. But if you're living your dream job, it's a little bit easier to stomach. And 
I think my opinion is, and I'm curious to yours, is those problems are often more solvable in your private practice. Yeah, I think you can look at problems differently. You can look at them with a really solution-focused lens and be really creative because you're not having to pass it by a whole committee of people. You can just sort of sit down as I have many times at my dining room table, which is also kind of my desk and my (laughs) office and all of of the other things. And I've just been able to say, okay, this isn't working. And this is the way that it's been done. And I've known it to be done for a long time. And now what if there is a better way to do it? And so I do feel like there's space and creativity when you have your own business to be able to approach problems in a whole different way. So let's take that a step further and talk about the problem that you are having in terms of generating revenue for Barefoot OT with the really traditional, I'm going to charge X for Y amount of time, and then what you decided to do to solve it. Sure. I think that there were two major factors for deciding that I really had to do things differently. And it was kind of, again, it was a process that revealed itself over the course of 2020. And it started kind of innocently and then snowballed. And so one of one of the things that happened was that at the beginning of COVID, when things were getting shut down, I was still doing some school-based work and I discovered the joys and utility of Google Classroom. Mm-hmm. And so I started to do this thing for all of my individual clients where I created a personalized Google Classroom for each client, each family. And in that Google Classroom, every week I would post videos of debriefing a session. If a family hadn't been in the session, I would post handouts. I would post photos and videos from a kid's session. And it was working so well. Families felt connected. I felt connected. They always knew what their goals were. They always knew what we were working on. And it felt really, really great. So every new client that came on for Barefoot, I just set up a Google Classroom for them. And again, continue to provide a lot of in-between session support. And if families wanted to ask me a question, I like, they commented and posted and then I would get back to them and I would comment and post. And it was like wonderful and interactive. And as you can imagine, also (laughs) (laughs) had this snowball effect where I found myself in, you know, September, August, September, where I was starting to, again, have those small feelings of burnout. And also, I think this is the thing that really made me change is I started to have some feelings of resentment Mm -hmm. because I hadn't changed how I was charging families. They were still paying for the hour-long session once a week, and I was providing all this extra support. I was starting to get a little bit resentful of all of the work that I felt like I was doing for free, which was not my client's problem. That was my problem. I had dug myself into that hole myself. Interesting. You know, the impetus time and time and time again as OTs, and I I might say this every single episode, is that, you know, we are heart-led, service-led people. And it's, again, one of the reasons why I decided to name the podcast OTs Get Paid, because I wanted it to be a little bit of like a, like, are we allowed to lead with that? Because everybody knows, like it goes without saying, we put service first. Right. 
I don't know any single person ever in the history of me being OT for 26, 27 years where somebody was like, I went into it for the money. Right. Nobody. (laughs) So, and yet there is this rumble and now I'm trying to take the rumble and bring it forward of, I love my job. I love my clients. I love what I do. I do more of it, but I wish I got paid more money and I'm giving away a lot of stuff for free. So I think this is a beautiful, beautiful example. And so Marika, just to get really specific, what was your hourly rate at that time? Sure. I was charging $150 an hour for OT services. And it was in the Bay Area. Exactly. I mean, talking about numbers in a way when this podcast goes all over the world, in a way doesn't make sense, but I also really want to normalize it. And everybody has to understand that it's variable to their location. And was that 60 full minutes or did you go 45 or 50 minutes? Like, let's get the nitty gritty of that. Yeah. So that's a 50 minute session with time afterwards to debrief about five minutes, but all therapists know that. Yeah that sometimes is not realistic and you just keep talking. (laughs) Yeah. And then you went to Google Classrooms for the documentation and you went to Google Classrooms because there was the opportunity to use new tech to increase connection. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And it was just a way to have therapy be better because I think that there's often, the way that I previously was doing therapy, especially when I was in a traditional indoor setting, was that, you know, like a kid would come for a session, the parents would drop them off. Mm -hmm. I would have a session with a kid. And then at the end, I would be like, things were great. Work on this at home, please. Okay, bye. See you next week. And the Google Classroom, using that for both debriefing and then educating and then staying connected with families felt like such a better comprehensive service for me. And I think also for families, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback for how connected and supported they feel. And so it was new tech, but also it was just upping the quality of therapy. Mm-hmm. Over deliver. It's great. So wonderful idea. And then what happens? Yeah. So I, I wanted to bring in, if you don't mind, there's one other oh, yes. big factor. So the other really big factor that really made me feel like, oh boy, <laughs> I've got to do this a different way is And again, this is like, this is not something that I predicted, but in September and October of 2020, we had really bad wildfires in California. And basically the only thing that cancels an outdoor OT session is air quality. Everything else we can deal with, rain, wind, fog, California cold, quotation marks, (laughs) California hot, quotation marks, all of that stuff we can handle for outdoor OT, but air quality is a no-go. And so there were weeks. I mean, we had, I think it was a two to three week stretch in September of 2020 where air quality was compromised every day. And so I just had to cancel sessions. And I then had basically no avenue to recoup those losses Mm -hmm. and also to make sure that therapy was still going consistently. So I then, I mean, I remember too, like I tried to problem solve around it when the air quality got better. I offered weekend makeup sessions. I said, let's, you know, let's get your kid outside. Sounds great. And parents were basically like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had all of these cancellations and then had tried to have families make it up. They were not interested in that. And so again, I thought to myself, there's got to be a better way to plan for this because wildfires are a part of the Bay Area and Northern California. And, you know, it's just a part of every year. And so I was also trying to figure out a system 
that really helped maintain consistency for kids, but then also maintain stability for my business. So those are the two things that really made it seem like I had to change it the way that I was doing things. So the Google Classroom time commitment, and then also just planning for sort of inevitable cancellations. So thank you so much for being as blunt and as candid as you were in not only describing the consistency and how you can make it better for your clients, but also how you can make it better for you. And I really want to normalize that. And I know that's not easy. And I reflect that back to you because, again, it's that kind of rumble quality that I feel like we're all so worried about being selfish. And we're also worried about wanting to earn, you know, six figures plus or, you know, eight, K months or 10K months or 12K months, whatever your dream is, and also not get burned out and work the hours that you want to work, et cetera. So thank you for being clear on the fact that it's going to serve both, both right. the owner Absolutely. who can therefore make you know more impact in the world and for your clients. So then what happens? Take us through the next <laughs> steps. Dun, 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 dun. We're getting to the meat and potatoes of this. <laughs> then what happens? Then I decide, I've heard some rumors about package pricing and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's interesting. So I kind of do a little bit of poking around and then I decide that, yeah, this seems like the right idea for what I want to do. And so I sat down and really started to try and figure out, okay, is it a monthly package? Is it a quarterly package? What does that look like? And then I decided through a lot of scribble notes that quarterly packages seemed like the most effective thing for therapy and for my business. So once I had kind of decided on that, that I was going to do quarterly packages, then I needed to decide what went in to each package. And so I thought about if I could have an ideal therapeutic relationship with a family, what things would be included. And so I decided, you know, weekly therapy obviously is really important. And then this Google Classroom support, I really believe that that is helping me and my families kind of make a lot of progress. So I wanted that to be included. And then parent consultation, like getting families on the phone to talk to me, also really good for therapy. (laughs) And so those were kind of, those were, I mean, there's more, but those were the things that I was like, if a family signed up for a package, what would I want to be included for maximum impact and outcome for families and kids? So I decided on the content and then I decided that I needed sort of different tiers because some families I know from a financial standpoint, maybe were not able to access that tier that had all of the extra stuff. So I designed three tiers and the basic tier, kind of like the most bare bones tier had weekly therapy, but I also said that it had phone consultations with parents. So I no longer had that as an option. That is part of every package. And the thing that the basic package did not have was the Google Classroom support. Before you go on, what I want to illustrate right off the bat is that you have traded, because this is all in your head and I know Mm -hmm. that you know this, but I want to make sure 
that people that are really hearing this for the first time truly, truly understand what we are discussing about packages. And that is you are now trading time for money and you are moving into expertise for money. Right. And as soon as you start adding value that is outside of a time frame, i.e., you know, I'm assuming in the base package, your weekly therapy is still an hour session that ends yep. at 50 minutes. Okay. Yep. And then the parent consult in your basic tier, is there any length of time attached to that? There is, but, you know, it goes over sometimes, but yep. I'm not as worried because right. families have committed to this sort of collaborative package with me. And so right. I, I feel like even if it goes over a little bit, it's not a big deal. So the basic package is a 30 minute, three 30 yeah. minute parent consultations versus the middle package, yeah. which I called the standard package Great. is 45 minutes of a phone consultation. Perfect. And what about the next tier? The next tier is the pro package. And that basically is unlimited access. It's basically you get weekly therapy and you get phone consultations and you get the Google classroom, but then you also are able to text, call, video chat, whatever at any time. And I will respond. And so really trying to say that that was available for families that needed that type of support. And I'm totally willing to be that human for those people who want to pay for my time and expertise. But the other packages do not have that level of support. And that was really important for me because I, being a type two helper person. Enneagram two. Uh, yeah. Welcome, I, welcome. Uh, gosh, it's, it's great, but it's hard because I was having very limited boundaries on my time. Like families would contact me and I would respond. And so I was also trying to develop packages that were really a lesson for me mm -hmm. to keep better boundaries on what I was providing. I love it. So then you have obviously priced these packages in a way that you are not totally reliant on a stopwatch. So for example, I think you said in your base package, it was three 30-minute parent consults? Okay. So did you do the math in an hourly way or did you come at it from a different way to price? I think that was also a process. I went back I and forth on that a lot. But what I did to start was I said, okay, in the basic package, for example, in a quarter, there are 10 therapy sessions, there are three 30-minute parent consultations, and then you get kind of like standard email response type of thing. And I price that out based on my normal hourly rate to kind of say like, okay, what does that look like? And then I also want to say that I worked with a business coach. I worked with Laura Park Figueroa mm -hmm. because in this process of developing packages, there were a couple of times when I hit walls where I didn't know how to problem solve around something. And so she was really helpful, especially in this pricing aspect, because I had moments where I was worried that I was going to be charging too much or, you know, those types of thoughts that I feel Absolutely. like a lot of us might have. And Laura, if people don't know about her, that's one of the things that she does best is she is a total ass kicker when she's like, uh-uh, no way. You do not give that away for free. Mm -hmm. You charge a fair weight. Like you, 
you, you know, charge what you're worth and mm-hmm. a little more. And mm-hmm. so in the development of the actual price for packages, I started with that base rate for kind of what I was providing. And then I added in a little bit for what I imagined was like admin email time. And then I also added in 3% for credit card processing fees. Great. So all of that was in the final price for the package. Fantastic. And how did you feel? The Hey, it's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club, we give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our Road to 100K program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid. First time you started to say your package prices out loud, because we've talked a bit about how you got to the price. And what I want to talk a bit about now is how you go about selling those packages. Absolutely. So how did it feel to say those words out loud or those numbers out loud for the first time? I think that it felt really empowering. Mm. There is definitely a little bit of change and change is hard. And I'm someone who, again, really, I don't do great with confrontation. I don't like feeling like I'm letting anyone down. And so I tried to, you know, be kind to that part of myself, but really put on my CEO hat and sort of say like, this is the price of the package. And what was really great is that, so if we're really talking numbers, yeah, if a family was coming and seeing me four times a month, right, their therapy bill would be $600, right? Yep. And my basic package is $645 a month. Yeah. 
So yeah, obviously if you like go through and look at all, like there are some details, but from just like a sticker price feeling for the basic package, you know, it's not much more than a family is paying right now if they're coming once a week. And so that felt good. It felt like I was providing an option for families if they were in a space where financially already out of pocket services were feeling like a stretch. And then the middle tier package, the standard package, which was the one that I was really wanting people to sign up for. Exactly. I felt like that was really the best therapy. That wasn't much more either. And so it felt like it wasn't a giant jump for families. It was a little bit of a jump, but it wasn't so different from what their monthly therapy bill was. But the structure was so different and the boundaries on it were so different that it felt really awesome to sort of say, yep, this is, if you're enrolling in the standard package, that's awesome. This is what you get. And this is what it costs per month. And take us through your selling process. We're going to, season two, I believe is going to be all about marketing and selling. I wanted to jump into the meat of pricing and it's obviously hard to, you know, I don't want to not talk about things that are going to be on season two, but we're going to do a deep dive, I believe, in season two. But for now, tell me how it goes when, you know, the sales funnel. I'm imagining you have a client that calls you on the telephone. Yeah. Okay. Or and you pick up the phone or email yep. and you have a conversation with them. Do you drive everybody from email to a phone call or do you offer and sell your services through email as well? I try and get people on the phone, yep. especially with this package change, because yep. I think that there's more information. Great. That is good to be communicated. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah. So you get on the phone, you start talking about, you know, what their needs are and how do you then get to pricing and what are some tips that you have or lessons that you've learned in how to offer these new packages and get parents to understand the value behind them? I want to rewind a second mm-hmm. because that sort of selling to new clients is. I was going to ask something. for that difference. Thank you. I so have written the word down transition. <laughs> so I'm glad we're talking about two types of clients. Okay. Yeah. Do you mind if we go to the transition? No, okay, please. Great. So selling the packages to new clients is definitely, that's a new thing for me. So I'm going to be interested to hear what I say. And then if I ever listen to this podcast, like <laughs> next year, I'm going to be like, wow, Marika, interesting. But I think that the, And I actually want to talk about the transition because I think that that's what a lot of business owners, if they're switching to package pricing from standard, you come for a session, you pay for a session, you schedule a phone call, you pay for a phone call. That's what a lot of business owners are probably going to experience is this transition. So rolling a new package pricing system out to current clients. So that was the major thing that I had to do. And that again, I hired people who could help me. So I hired the fabulous Jenny Gill, copywriter extraordinaire. And I hired her for a couple of projects, but the magic that she did was she, I hired her to write an email. I hired her to write an email to all of my current families. And in this miraculous email, she explained why the change was happening, why the change was happening and it was going to be better for everyone, clients and the business. And she also did an amazing job of bringing up some of the conflicts that she felt like people were going to have with the package pricing. So she met the price aspect head on in this email and sort of 
address that problem before families even expressed it. So that was the biggest transition. And I hired someone brilliant to help me with that because that was really important to me that I was telling current families, Hey, we're switching things. And I was kind of saying, Hey, all that stuff that you've been getting for free for like the past Mm -hmm. nine months, like I'm now going to ask you to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And that was something that again, I mean, I can't, I can't sing her praises enough. Like she really, really helped with that part. And I think it's testament to the transition and, and hiring someone to help you with that, because I remember this so clearly. Jenny had just like finished the email. We had just gone through it again. I sent it out on a Saturday morning and I was kind of afraid of if I was going to get any pushback. So I did not check my work email all weekend, which is not so, so true. Yeah. But other people don't check their work email and have better work life boundaries than me. So like this was a, this was like a big thing that I did not check my email. Enneagram two in me, but I'm completely (laughs) relating to this right now. I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. Yeah. I like wrote them on Friday, schedule send for Saturday morning. I did not check my work email all weekend because I was like, I don't want to see what's in there. And I sat down on Monday morning, like I went to the coffee shop, you know, settled in and was like, (laughs) you know, coffee from the coffee shop. Exactly. But, and I sat down and I had two emails from my clients. One email said, totally understand. I'm a small business owner too. And we can only afford the basic package. And then my, the second email, the only other email that I got was, can we pay online or something like that. It was like, it was like a payment logistics question. And that was it. I'm beaming. I'm beaming out of how many people? Two out of how many? 18. Yeah. So what does that tell you? (laughs) It tells me that all of that, like work and tears and planning and logistics and beautiful PDFs and good coaching and good copy. And then also the, like the package that I was delivering, it was like, I really felt like families identified with it and it resonated with them that what they were getting was of value and they were ready to pay. Yeah. So I hearken back to two things that pop in my brain. The first is copy converts. I have talked to Jenny a few times. I actually haven't hired her yet, but I'm finally getting more online for the coaching because I haven't needed to up until now. And I'm going to finish like every freebie I have, every sales page I have, every everything when that's officially all done, which is really soon. She's going to go through it all because copy converts. The second thing that I always think about is James Wedmore's three things that are important in providing an offer. And that is promise, process, and price. Mm. And what I'm hearing is that you, and it's in that order. And what I'm hearing is that you nailed the most important thing, which was the promise. And you've talked about that. You've almost used a synonym for that, and that is value. And that is literally one of my things to talk about. I love the psychology of pricing. I love the pricing piece so much. Well, heck, I created a whole podcast around it. But, you know, the process and the price are way down the line. Mm. And I think especially as Enneagram 2s and I think especially as OTs, we are constantly thinking about, well, what if the families don't have that? What if the families don't have that money? What if they don't have that money? And I'm not 
going to go super woo woo and say like money's energy and money comes to like, I'm not quite there yet with my pricing mind. Although I do believe money is energy, but I'm not going to be like, if they really wanted it, they could afford it. Like I, I re I legitimately understand that there's like only so many zeros in your bank account and then only so many zeros you can spend. And yet people's buying decisions are very, very subjective. And if you can convey the promise and the value, which you clearly did, you got one email about process and you got one email about price. And I just think that's phenomenal because I want every business owner to understand that. I actually did an experiment one month where I no longer answered the phone at my bricks and mortar clinic. I had a clinic manager. We called her the manager of client experience. And I just worked on with her for so long on sales. And she answered the phone. And for however many clients we had that month that called, let me see if I can remember. Maybe I'll just pull an average because we had about 20, 25 people that would call a month. We went almost two weeks before somebody asked price. And so let's say that's 10 or 15 people because when you can come at the top so well, the price becomes somewhat incidental, right? So have you ever sold and, or pardon me, have you ever bought anything and not in the OT world, but that somebody else, and you don't have to give the price if you don't want to, but have you ever bought something that somebody else would just be like, I can't believe you spent this amount of money on it that would be of value to you? Uh, probably. I don't have a good example. Is there like a really expensive Frisbee in the, in the ultimate world? Cause Marika is an ultimate professional. Like I'm imagining like some kind of cleats or some kind of Frisbee or something you for know, your pet. It is, it actually is kind of outdoor related. I feel like I buy kind of expensive outdoor gear for work. Like my work clothes, for example, are yeah. unlike other people's work clothes, but I, you know, yeah, like my boots are meant to like keep my feet warm and dry all day. And like, yeah, I shelled out like, you know, a couple hundred bucks for them. And, you know, I just bought some Patagonia rain pants because I'm not messing around out there. And yeah, I bet people would be like, why would you spend that much money on that? Yeah. Like, let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. The 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 um example I like to give a lot is scarves. I actually don't have one on today, but I typically wear scarves all the time because I actually wear short sleeves pretty much 24/7 including in the winter here in Canada. And because I wear so many scarves and I'm 50 so I get hot and then I get cold and then I get hot and then I get cold, I actually spend a lot of money on scarves because I need really good quality scarf. Like I've tried to buy the ones at Old Navy that are like more nylon mm -hmm. and I'm just like shredding them off. <laughs> so like the ones that I love are like a wool silk cashmere blend. Like it's coin, right? And there's so many people in the world that wouldn't spend yeah, that much money on absolutely. a scarf. And yet absolutely. I like I have scarf investments, like other people might have shoe investments, shoes I don't care about, but it makes sense to me. It makes sense for yeah. my world and my wardrobe. And I also have them forever because what I paid 15 years ago for a scarf, it doesn't matter. Like it's still in great shape and that value then becomes pennies of use. And I really think Marika, that the best way to sell our services through the promise and you'll learn this in any sales class 101 is 
like you said, convey the value and convey the transformation and lead with their pain points. Right. And I say it again and again, like we don't sell shoelaces. <laughs> like the phone, as soon as, as soon as we pick up the phone, people have a very apparent pain point. Right. Which is their health or in your case, their children. Yep. Like we are, we are honored with that. We are, le- so to me, I always say that OTs should be the best salespeople in the entire universe because first of all, we're incredibly ethical. I don't know any OTs. Well, I may know one or two, but like <laughs> by rumor, right? Yeah. yeah that yeah. are really hard sell. Mm. And we transform lives and we solve pain points. Definitely. So to me, again, salespeople or OTs should, in my opinion, be the sales best salespeople in the world. So I'm just so happy without knowing the details of your story that you have found this yourself. Let's talk a little bit about, do you have a strategy for when you're telling families your price? Do you talk standard first? Do you go with the pro package first? Like, is there a way that you roll it out that you have found makes it more palatable for families? Like, tell me about that. I lead with after I've like talked to them about why they're calling and their pain points and asked them a lot about their kid, right? Because I want to hear Absolutely. about that. And then that also, I really feel like it helps me, but then it also helps them to feel like, oh, this person really cares and Absolutely. can help guide me to know like what I'm even calling about because my doctor just told me to call yeah. someone. But what I do is I lead with everything that's included in the standard package. So I talk about the value of in-between sessions support and the fact that I really want families to feel connected and confident and empowered to know what to do in between sessions. I never want families to feel like, oh, great, that hour of OT was really nice, but the rest of my life is a disaster. And Mm -hmm. so I really talk about that there's a lot of in-between session support, videos, pictures, explanations, handouts, kind of whatever the family needs to feel like they know what to do. And so I talk about the Google Classroom and I talk about that that's a resource that families have felt very connected to and that they've used it a lot. And the more that they use it, the more I use it. And it's wonderful. Perfect synergy. And so I talk about that. I talk about the weekly outdoor therapy sessions and what that looks like. And I talk about the phone consultations and I talk about how, you know, the phone consultations can be for me and the family to connect. Or if you want to use that phone consultation for something else, I can get on the phone with school or your kid's speech therapist. So there's a lot of flexibility in what's included. And so once I have talked about all of the stuff that's included in the standard package, then families sometimes ask oh, how much is that? And then I'll tell them the monthly fee. Families also have an option of paying upfront for the entire quarter with a check and avoid the 3% that I included for the processing fee. But when I'm sort of selling on the phone to a new client, I reference the monthly rate because it's, again, from sort of pricing and psychology, you know, thinking about the monthly rate is sort of more palatable to families if they're having that sort of first exposure. So that's kind of, that's what I've been doing. Just again, talking about the value and the transformation and the empowerment Mm -hmm. and all the things that you hopefully will feel. And then we talk about price. And you start with the standard package when you're talking about price. That's where you go. And why did you choose to start with the standard versus 
the base or the pro? The standard, well, this is also, this is something that Laura helped me with. She mm-hmm. helped me with the naming of them because I've- yeah, I love I had, it. It's like, it's a I bit had, like the car wash. I'm like, I don't want the basic for my car. Right. So I, I don't need the pro for my Honda <laughs> Pilot. <laughs> right. So I think that originally I had them, I named them basic, pro, and VIP or something like that. And then Laura in her brilliance was like, we got to rename that middle package and calling it standard because I start with that and I lead with that because in my years of being a therapist, the families who have that level of support in all of that comprehensive wonderfulness, Mm -hmm. right? Those are the families that are making the most progress and feel the most transformed, both their family and their kid. And so I start with that because that's the one that I really want families to sign up for, not necessarily because it's more expensive than the basic package, although that's a nice perk, but because that's like, that's the best therapy that I can provide. Absolutely. So then what happens? How do you get to the pro? Like I can imagine I'm in your shoes or I'm a parent, I'm on, on the phone and I'm like, oh gosh, I think I can't afford that. So I say, is there anything less expensive? I've never met a family that has said, is there anything more expensive? Yeah. So how do you get to the pro? It's interesting. And I think that this is possibly something that will be updated or changed and this will evolve because I don't really want a lot of pro clients. Great. I mean, can you imagine having, you know, 10 people that sign up and are like constantly sort of in your phone and in your email and calling you. And then you're feeling like I have said that I'm going to provide constant support for this family. So I have in my, all my like policies and package descriptions, I have that that because it requires such a close working relationship, there's an interview for that package. And I don't really want people to, I mean, I want people to sign up for it if it's right for them. And if I have a family who's calling and they're like, we don't know what to do. Every day is a struggle. We really feel like we just wish that we had the answers Then I will offer. I would say, you know, I have this package, which really does allow you to access me anytime, any day. And I will respond as soon as I can. But yeah, I think it's interesting. I have this package that's there, but I actually, you know, it's kind of, it's a small offering in terms of the number of clients that I would want there. Well, and it should be, right? And it should be like really premium. So one of the thoughts that I had was I learned about anchor pricing. Have you heard of that term before? Okay. So I've heard about anchor pricing from a podcast on, I think, Biz Chicks, which, you know, if you stay tuned to this podcast over episodes, you're going to hear me reference it a lot. And by the way, all of these links that we've talked about, like Laura's link, Jenny's link, any resources that we discuss will be in the show notes under resources. So you can just look there. And the idea of an anchor price is it has to be based in incredible value for your client. Okay, so you're not going to say your pro package or your VIP package is going to be a day at the spa because that holds, I mean, it holds value to some parents, but it typically doesn't hold the value they're coming to you for. Right. So I was always taught that we should have an anchor price in our businesses part of sales psychology and part of pricing psychology that you alluded to was to have something that made that middle price look Mm, really reasonable. And it sounds, it sounds 
a little sleight of hand. It could sound deceptive. And by the way, I'm embracing the word sell because we sell services. Like we just can't get away from that. Come at me, come at me in the Facebook group, come at me over DMs if you disagree, because I'll have a discussion. Like I'm sticking my flag in the sand on this one. Like we run businesses, we have to sell stuff. Like let's get used to embracing that as entrepreneur and business owners. And there are ways of selling that are still incredibly ethical that are based in research. And Mm -hmm. one of them is to have an anchor price. So if you start by saying, I have this pro package, it's, so how much is your pro package? You know, I don't even know. I think it's like, I think it's like a, like $1,025 a month or something. Perfect. So I have this pro package at, you know, 1025, you know, I'm thinking of it, Mrs. Smith, and it's actually really in depth. I don't think Liam is going to need that. What I would recommend for him is the standard package, and that is priced at? Mm, $7.85 a month. Great. And so now all of a sudden, you have anchored their mind because the Mm -hmm. mind has a bias. You've anchored their mind in this $1,025, and now they're going, oh my goodness, well, $7.95 is incredible. Okay. It's kind of like, I have no idea how much electronics cost because I hate them. (laughs) electronics hate me like they do like if I could be well I love television I'm definitely gonna say it it's one of my buffers I really enjoy really bad tv I also like to read but I do enjoy television I'm gonna just say it and I have two televisions in my house I would never really get rid of them because I like tv but I'm just like I I have no idea how much tvs cost right Like I could truly walk into the electronics store and they could say to me, oh, a television is $5,000. I'd be like, okay. Or they'd say a television is 176 bucks. I'd be like, fine. Mac products I know because I'm intimate with that for work, right? Yeah. Heck, I'm speaking into this microphone, no idea. Like if they'd said a microphone is $12, I'd be like, great. Or if they said it's 596, I'd be like, fine. So there's an anchor price that families require. And the thing that I was taught through the Biz Chicks podcast was make sure your anchor dream package of all packages is something that you want to do mm-hmm. and that you know would provide value, but you're probably going to sell one or two of them right. what, every six months. And so that was like revolutionary to me. And so you've done it without even knowing you have an anchor package. And additionally, to circle back to constant impact, you know that this is going to serve those who really need it, but it's few. It is. And it's interesting too, because when I was making the transition, I had two clients that said, well, we'll just do whatever you think. Exactly. And I mean, for those families, honestly, like they don't need the pro package. And so I didn't feel ethical to be like, oh, you definitely need this pro package. But it was interesting that those families are out there and they're looking to you, the business owner and the OT as the expert to tell them what makes sense for their family. And so I thought that was an interesting moment because for both of those families, I was like, standard packages, fine people. But it was interesting that there were people who already were kind of like, yeah, yeah, just tell me what to do. I'm just so grateful you brought that up because I think in our client-centeredness, we have so many options for families. And yet as business owners, parents don't often want that much choice. 
Right. My revelation was I had a parent who I didn't know was a pediatrician. And thank goodness I didn't know that in the beginning because I would have flipped out. Like, you know, surgeons and pediatricians in peds OT still like make my heart beat too fast, right? Because I'm like, oh, what if I mess up? And she brought her daughter to me and then she found so much success with her daughter and her youngest son had just been diagnosed with autism and he was pretty severe. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing what we should do with her son. And I thought she was really familiar with what I did. You know, I thought we'd been together by that point for six months. Her daughter was about four or five. And I remember it was also chaotic in the sensory gym at that point, her, you know, one and a half year old, two year old, well, maybe he was about two, was running around. Like it was just kind of, Mm -hmm. and I remember her looking at me and I was, I thought I was being an amazing client-centered clinician, an incredibly ethical business owner when I gave her all these options. And guess what she did? She looked at me and said, just tell me what to do. You're like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, and I was like, and I mean, again, that has money, you know, impact. And I was like, oh, well, I really think he should come probably two short sessions a week for now, da-da-da-da-da, we're looking at this length, and then I think I'll find you the free money through this contract later, but not now, because they won't cut. And she was like, great, you have my credit card. And I'm so glad you brought that up, because I don't know. I just bring it back to client-centeredness. What do you think that's all about? I think it is client-centeredness. I think that, I think it's client-centeredness plus this thing that we're trying to get past. I think we offer a lot of options because Mm -hmm. we're worried about being too salesy or we're worried about being too pushy or we're worried about any number of things that we're worried about. And I think that, you know, we misconstrue client-centeredness sometimes by thinking that, you know, the client knows what to do. And often I feel like when people are calling, they're in some state of crisis, you know, either it's minor or it's major. And they really are looking for the professional, the business owner, the therapist to sort of say, you know, from what you're telling me, thank you so much for sharing this is what it sounds like would really benefit your family. I think it's a combination of things, but I think that it's a good shift to think that client-centeredness can look more direct. It can look more direct and individualized for the client instead of giving them such like a buffet of options. This is literally why I started (laughs) this podcast. Like I am super freaking geeking out right now because Marika, like you literally, so copy that converts is when people look at copy or hear words in our case and go, yes, like I feel seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel so seen. And you are so eloquent <laughs> with your words. So listen, I completely agree. And I think, yeah, you've nailed it. I'm glad I, I'm glad I asked the open-ended question because you came up with better answer than I had even thought of. Okay, so let's start to wrap things up. I want to get to rapid fire at the end, but I also want to say, so what? So what mm-hmm. happened? What happened yeah. to your families and what happened to your revenue? Yeah. I think that I am so happy to share about that part because number one, I didn't lose any clients. I think that I alluded to that before, but I didn't yeah. lose any clients in this transition time. I would say I have a really small caseload on purpose mm-hmm. because that's what makes me feel better. So mm-hmm. out of my 18 clients, uh, I think 14 of them are in the standard package, which is great. And then I think that there are some things that I predicted would be great about switching to packages. And then there are some things that I'm discovering that I'm surprised about. I'm like, holy moly, that's awesome. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in to listen. Okay, tell. 
So a number, I mean, I think that the thing that I knew was going to happen, and this is a wonderful, wonderful benefit is I know, even though it is January, I can look at Q1 and basically know exactly how much revenue Barefoot's going to make because families are paying a fixed rate per month. I have a fixed number of clients. I'm not adding anyone new. And from the goals, I don't think that anyone's graduating in Q1. And so I can look at the quarter and say, I'm going to have by the end of Q1, this is how much money I'm going to have in the Barefoot Bank account. And so I can make different decisions based on that number, as opposed to my entire professional career where it has felt like a crapshoot. Every month I've been like, how much will Barefoot make or how much will I make as a therapist? Like how many cancellations are going to happen? And that part, that ambiguity is 100% taken out. Amazing. So I am able to look at the numbers and make different decisions and just have more peace of mind. That's one of the biggies. And know what you're going to pay yourself. Uh, Maybe I haven't figured that part out, but... (laughs) Uh, well, my it's a good thing. Bus- you- coach I was might just going to say that. <laughs> I'm making notes for next week. <laughs> exactly. And then I think that the other part that feels really awesome is this is like a personal and business benefit is that I have, so in a quarter, I set a calendar. So it's this wonderful, pretty calendar. And it really shows throughout the quarter, these are the times when you have sessions here are days that are reserved for makeup days. And here are vacation days that I'm taking. And I don't know about other pediatric OTs, but I, again, for my entire life, I have made myself available basically all the time because it's like, well, I guess I'll work on that Monday because maybe people will want to come and see me (laughs) or like, maybe I won't go away for a vacation because I'll work, you know, things like that. And I honestly, like I took Martin Luther King Jr. Day off and I was like, a what? A vacation day? On a Monday? On a Monday? That's not a huge, massive stat in the US. So, I mean, it was really like that. Other people, again, might have better work-life boundaries in the past that they have been able to carve out time for themselves, but that's an area of growth for me. And so looking at the calendar and being like, okay, this is time off for Marika. And then this is time off for Barefoot to do like CEO time and really think about what changes I need to make. That's also revolutionary. And then the final little one is, so I have a very clear, clearer than it has ever been. I made a flip and flow chart. It is a thing of beauty. I have a really clear cancellation policy. Great. And it works where you're allowed to miss one one out of the 10 sessions, and then that one gets rescheduled, no problem. Any other cancellation, sick, travel, I forgot, whatever, whatever, whatever. Any second cancellation in a quarter does not get refunded, reimbursed, or rescheduled. But here's the thing. I know, again, therapists, like we have a hard time. If families don't show up for a session, we have a really hard time deciding whether or not we're going to charge them, even if our cancellation policy is really clear. And for this, yeah, totally guilty. Mm -hmm. 100% guilty. For this, there's no extra charge. So families don't get an extra charge for a missed session. They just don't get that session. So instead of having 10 sessions in a quarter, they'll just get nine, but they're not paying anything extra. So there's the difference between pressing that button to run that credit card and then feeling so guilty. Yeah. 
it's not the presence of something. It's like the absence of something. It like kind of morphs into yeah. the package. Oh yeah. I can totally see the mindset that how that would be helpful. And I mean, that's something that I, I don't think that I predicted and it hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet, but I can just imagine that, you know, if that does, I, again, it's not a discussion. It's not like an internal decision. Again, mm-hmm. it's going to charge this family for this session. It just is what it is. And they've already paid the money. So yeah. that's like a small one, but that was a surprising just mindset shift in terms of how I might manage sort of cancellation. Well, and you know, that's something that I get asked on a very regular basis in coaching. One of the things that I also know about pricing psychology that you're alluding to is that people value what they pay for. Yes. So if I have the, you know, $20 scarf that I got on sale at Old Navy for $10 and it's nylon and it's just makes me sweat buckets because it's not a natural fiber (laughs) and I'm like obviously a delicate princess, (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Like if it lives on the bottom of my thing, if my daughter takes it and keeps it in her room, if I donate it to chair, like I don't care. I literally don't know where that scarf is, but my like etro Italian, I cannot actually tell you how much it costs because I can't shame (laughs) myself on this podcast yet. I did get it at a Vegas outlet, but I'm just saying it was like a mortgage payment and I know where that thing is 24 seven and I wear it three times a week. Yep. And people are like, oh, that's the Trish scarf. And I will never need to buy another one because it's, yeah. it wasn't even a brand. It was literally like, this is the most beautiful, functional scarf for me. It's in the, all the right colors. It's got enough cashmere that it wicks away the sweat. <laughs> I'm like yeah. at the anti-barefoot OT, right? I have like Italian designer scarves and you're like, <laughs> I need some rain pants. But, you know, I value that because I've paid for it. Right. And that is why we are told and counseled to use the term investment even over price, especially when it's mm-hmm. something big. And so I imagine it would also help with your cancellations because people are like, yes. oh, nuts. I've already paid X, so I'd better get my value out of it. I mean, in parent consultations, again, I don't know if other people have had a difficult time getting parents on the phone mm. because they've had to pay this extra thing, right? You yeah. want them to pay you for your time. So you're like, let's have a parent meeting. And they're like, yeah. maybe later. And totally. you're like, no, 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 please, please, a parent meeting. They're like, ah. Yeah. Yes, they've already paid for their phone consultations. And so there's, and there's no rollovers. So like you got to use it in the quarter or you lose it. And I, it has been so easy to get families on the phone. Yeah. So easy because they've already paid for it. Just like you said, I mean, they've already made that investment and now they're going to, you know, use it to the degree that they can. I love it. The last thing that I was thinking, and I'm wondering if it also helps you with client turnover and it, sounds to me as though you're not having to attract as many customers because you're not having to sell as many spots right. because there's not as much turnover. Is that a correct assumption? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that that's, again, from a business perspective, that feels really nice that, you know, for a quarter, I kind of, I know what my caseload looks like. Right. In and private not, practice, it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like add new people halfway through, things like that. So it's really, again, from kind of a client and personal and business perspective that that feels really nice to have. Okay, this is the quarter and these are the kids. And then next quarter, a lot of them will repeat and then some of them won't. And then I'll know that I have X amount of spaces that I can fill from the wait list. The first time I saw it was in a physio webinar, I think, but it was the first time I had thought of it when I was running my bricks and mortar was about that client retention. And what I originally taught my therapists was to book, we didn't have like a front desk person, the client manager 
worked part-time from home. We had a house, so we didn't really have like a proper office, so to speak. So there wasn't anybody at the desk every day. And I said to the therapists, and I was taught this through this physio webinar, like make sure that you book your next session before they go, Mm -hmm. because that's client retention. A lot of people see it and then tend not to cancel, but a lot less people say, I'll call you back. And then they don't, even though they know there's value. So to me, that worked really well for us. Additionally, like, and the term, the economic term is also sunk cost, right? Mm -hmm. They've invested in this, they've paid for it. There's a sunk cost to them. So they either A, tend to value it or B, I mean, have you ever had tickets? The sunk cost experience for me has been like, I'll buy tickets to a show in the olden days and it's really freezing and we haven't had dinner yet and it's 7.30 and I bought balcony seats and I'm like, forget it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'll call my neighbor. I'm like, do you want these seats? And they're like, yeah, how much? I'm like, just take just them. take them. Right. And so that's kind of the sunk cost, yeah. you know, theory there as well. So, oh my goodness, there's just so much goodness in this topic. Yeah, I agree. Marika, you ready for rapid fire questions? I am. Okay. What is your biggest personal splurge? Hmm. So I still play competitive ultimate Frisbee and it is a pretty expensive and very fun extracurricular, but I pay a lot of money for travel and tournament fees and food and lodging and all that. So I would say obviously not in COVID times, but that is a very big personal splurge that happens every year. Great. So sport and recreation. Love it. Ultimate. Love it. What about business related? You mentioned outdoor your, your work clothes, is that the biggest splurge or is there, are there others? No, I think that's it. I think, yeah. you know, I like today it's supposed to rain, it's supposed to rain all week. So I have, you know, a waterproof backpack and a waterproof tote bag and a waterproof everything. And things are meant to last and be really good quality. So I think that that's, that's the splurge is good outdoor gear. Perfect. Do you have any paid or unpaid help in your life? Oh, thank God I don't have to pay my husband or my family <laughs> or my friends. <laughs> so far. Because, oh my God, two dates. Yeah, I mean, I think that I am able to do what I'm doing because of their support. So that's a big help. And then for paid, Jenny and I are working on another really fun video project where she's writing a script for me. And I'm working with a friend who's an amazing illustrator and animator to make a video. So that's what I'm currently paying for, but hoping to pay a VA soon. So that's, that's coming down the line, hopefully soon. Great. If I could wave my magic money wand and put seven figures into your business right now, what would you spend it on? Hmm. I would find some sweet ass property around the Bay area. And I definitely couldn't buy it with that seven figures because it's California, mm-hmm. but I could rent it. And so I would find and rent and lease like a really awesome outdoor space that could just be for barefoot. Mm-hmm. And I would also hire a kick-ass practice manager and mm-hmm. delegate all tasks to that mm-hmm. human. Yep. That integrator. I know <laughs> when you find them, it's gold. They make your life so much easier so that you can spend that time in your zone of genius, right? Yeah. Definitely. Agreed. Okay, so before we wrap up, what do you really want to leave our audience with, including where can they find you and what do you have going on right now? Sure. So you can find me at www.barefootot.com. Remember, it's the cute woodland creature and not the sole of your foot. And we're also on Instagram, barefoot underscore OT and Facebook. 
Barefoot OT and YouTube Barefoot OT. So you can find Barefoot in lots of different spaces. And I think that I want to share, this was a really hard change for me to go from very traditional pricing to package pricing. And I think that what I want to share is that if something's not working in your business and you've been doing it the same way over and over and over again to hire people who can help you work through it and put in the time and effort because it is scary. But I think that if it's not working for you, it's worth putting in the time and effort and money to try and see if you can do it better. Overcome those obstacles, overcome that fear, reach out and ask for help. For sure. I love it. Thank you so much, Marika. This has just been such a great conversation. Yeah, it's been really wonderful. I've enjoyed it. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. Hey.